Oh, this episode is brought to you with the support of our backers over at patreon.com forward slash cinema swirl. $5 OTP backers get instant access to every episode of Cinema Swirl, a monthly exclusive bonus show where Kevin and I review bad movies. And there are currently over 40 episodes available to listen to right now, including The Hobbit and all of the Star Wars prequels, The Room, stuff like that. Plus, this month in the spirit of summer bonding, we will be doing another Bond film. Spoiler alert, Brosnan's making an appearance. If that sounds like something interesting to you and you want to find out more, head on over to patreon.com forward slash cinemaswirl. Right, let's get swirling. Cinema Swirl! Shaken, not stirred. It's the 93rd episode of Cinema Swirl. (laughs) Hi, once again, it's me, your old pal, Double OK, Kevin Mann. Joined as I am by my OT money peenie, it's Sam Ciappellini. Hello. Hi. For a minute there during that rhyme, I thought I might have to sort of grab the wheel and stop me from (laughs) swerving off the road. (laughs) Turns out you are a competent driver after all. I was a little bit scared there. I don't know if you can see the panic in my face. Yeah, well, it is certainly a cut above the other title, which would have been Diddly D. It's episode number 93. 93. Yeah. Which, we're all above that at this point, <laughs> aren't we? In fairness, now, at this day and age. We're above it. We're above it. Nice to be here, Kevin. Doing a bit more summer bonding. We are. A little bit of summer bonding. We are above it, high in the clouds of beautiful summer bonding. It is a tradition that has fallen upon us. This is our third year now, I believe. Mm. And it's great. Every single year has equaled in delight of us remembering because we always reach a point in June where like what should we do next month oh I don't know what oh wait a minute it's only blooming summer bonding bit of best of British bond best of British exactly Sam we had another vote Mm. of a bevy of bond a boatload of bond if you will an absolute bevy of a boatload of bond best of British bond bloody bond mate we had three choices three brilliant choices well I I don't know you wouldn't know would you (laughs) they were (laughs) as follows the spy who loved me thunderball and the living daylights three different bonds three different actors portraying the character of james bond and there was a runaway winner a runaway you say yes i've counted the votes tabulated the numbers run the sums can we just say there's something historic about this Mm. though isn't it and not just that it was an historic another opportunity for us to have a political vote about who is a fitting Bond. The Daltonites were absolutely frothing at this one. They were really hoping their man would take it. He's simply not palatable for the listening audience. In the run-up, you remember Sean Connery and Roger Moore being like, oh, I agree with with Timothy. uh, Yeah, I agree with Timothy. And during the debates, he was great, but ultimately didn't (laughs) quite grab the requisite numbers. Now, I'm down for some sort of... (laughs) Bond coalition. <laughs> <laughs> you're literally wanting, you want a bond. That's what you're saying. You want yeah. an actual bond of yes. bond. I think that's an interesting idea in itself. But it is an historic vote for another reason because yes. Sam's only had to do a bloody sum oh. to get to the sum of all fears, which is a third installment of summer bonding. Well, as the resident boffin here at Cinema Swirl, it wasn't, you know, too much of a difficulty for me. But there, there were now sums involved. We're allowing votes on Twitter now. How about that? Few people, every time we do a vote, pretty much have said, you know, 
what about, I don't like Facebook. Facebook's bullshit, you know. I don't want to use Facebook. So I thought now would be the time to use the... Perfect. Not at all concerning social network, Twitter instead, which uh, should it's be absolutely fine. true what they say, Sam. 93rds times the 90th charm, <laughs> you know? We do listen. We do listen. But it takes us a while to sort it out. Bears repeating the message. So we have The Spy You Loved Me today, which is uh, yes. very exciting. We've got Roger Moore at the helm once again. Sir Roger yes. Moore, no less. 48% of the votes for Spy Who Loved Me, by the way. A real runaway winner. A solid... Uh mandate for Roger Moore here. A more mandate. And look, I'm with all of you, right? I understand that every year summer bonding goes on where we have this and then we have a satellite vote over on the Patreon page with a bad Bond movie to pick from. Every year this goes on, we do go into the fuzzy margins of what is objectively good and objectively bad. But in fairness, Sam, The Spy You Loved Me is an all-time classic. And I can tell you this, it has it on VHS, which means it's definitely got something going for it. Right. So I don't really know when the water becomes murky and where we don't know what's good or bad. But I just want to keep watching Bond films, so I think any excuse is great. And you know what's great as well? Sam has seen a lot of them Daniel Craig Bonds, Mm. and as of this recording, I've still not seen any of the other ones. So that's a whole lineup of reverse swirls. Yeah, And people are saying, can you do a reverse swirl? No, that's not how that show works. But I think because they're all big Bond movies and they're all big deals, we could get away with just making them all be reverse swirls. And you know what, Sam? I've rather enjoyed the thrill of telling groups of people that I'm not watching a movie for the sanctity of a podcast and you must feel like a goddamn god most (laughs) of the time. (laughs) Yeah, welcome to my fucking world. Do we want to stick this movie on? Oh, no, I shouldn't. Oh, no. It doesn't make me feel good. Did you see Skyfall is on? I don't care. (laughs) I can't. I simply cannot do it. I'm sorry, everyone. I I can't. No, it's not happening. Well, I'm glad you're getting a little taste of of my life for the last, oh, God, uh, seven years, maybe? Seven or eight years? I think it's eight years, Sam. Eight years. It's funny because this podcast does line up nicely with my anniversary with Joe the Intern. So it does actually kind of work out quite well. We can work it both out that way. Yeah. Well, congratulations to both uh, me and Joe. (laughs) 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 For staying with you for this long. You stuck it out, and I, yeah. I admire both of you for that. Now, Sam, I've got a question for you. Mm. I want your most speculative answer, please. What is going to go on with the spy who loved me? Well, James Bond, I don't think this is an exaggeration to say, is something of a womanizer. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to go with womanizer or ladies' man. Both are applicable. Well, he's a ladies' man. He's a womanizer, and dare I say it, he's a bit of a card. Actually, you know what? I retract that because a ladies' man, there are still some circles where someone could go, okay, and take that as a positive, Mm. but womanizer that's a verb that's yeah that's there's there's no good oh right yeah yeah which i feel is probably more appropriate for old jimmy b yeah well anyway james bond um (laughs) (laughs) he's something of a womanizer something of a ladies man something i hear he's a card as well but i could say some stuff about future bonds but right oh you you have to be careful because you might ruin a bond for me okay now, whoa, look at that. You know what? I'm enjoying this now. There's a level of high octane drama with this recording that I think is very fishing for Bond. That's not with any of the other movie episodes that we're ever going to be no. doing. I'm walking on eggshells ah. here. K 
can James Bond, the womanizer, succumb to love? I don't know if it's possible, mm. and I'm curious to find out. The Spy Who Loved Me, I mean, that spy must be James Bond, and this title is coming from presumably a woman. Oh, I thought you were about to say, like, this is James Bond looking at himself naked in the mirror going, <laughs> fucking yeah, yeah! <laughs> like, the dude proper loves himself, you it know? It could be, you know, a sort of autobiographical title, The Spy Who Loved Me, I Am That Spy, I Love Me, I'm James Bond. It could be his, like, Alan Partridge-style bouncing back autobiography, The Spy Who Loved Me, brackets, it was me, how it was I learned me. to love myself, the troubled spy, James Bond. Well, that would be quite a nice, you know, positive message, I suppose. You know, lo- love yeah. yourself, which is which is good. Have you got a year of release? Do you think you can kind of glean any Bond info from when this movie has coming out? When the womanizer was quite <laughs> apparent. It's Roger Moore. Mm. Now, we've watched Live and Let Die. We did. And we had a good time. That was the first Roger Moore one. I think this is mid-Roger Moore. Mid-Moore. Mid-Moore. <laughs> and look, I don't care what anyone says, mid-Moore, it matters, yeah? Okay, yeah. mid-Moore matters. Mid-Moore okay. matters. Ing, yes. Late 70s? Early okay. 80s, perhaps? For a bit of more? And can you think? can you think with errors you can ascribe anything to Bond? Like, it's the 70s, and there's ladies and Bond, so therefore... I'm just thinking the late 70s. I would love punk Bond, but I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, you know, <laughs> kind of Johnny Rotten-type Bond figure. Oh, I don't know. Bottom Bond, you know? Are we oh, going to get that? I hope so. Because Live and Let Die, was, I, I feel like, was a bit of a departure from your typical Bond... You know, Bond fair. It's kind Why, of different. so much as James Bond met a black person. <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah, but I mean, it, yeah. <laughs> it had that black exploitation vibe to it yeah, that was yeah, deliberate yeah, and kind yeah, of yeah, tying yeah. in with that sort of stuff. So, so do you think it's going to be like kind of like that still? Like, you know, where they're going to maybe have some of that kind of uh, like seventy sensibilities to it and all that? Oh, I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know what to expect. Sam, is it going to be shagadelic? You know, I think I've gleaned the idea that Roger Moore is the silly one, and if we're talking <laughs> the like silly one. well, if we're talking like you know, <laughs> Union Jack jetpack, you know, going to space all that kind of nonsense, then I think it's going to be more. So I'm, I'm hoping here that something silly happens, that there's some silliness to this and some almost campiness to this film. He is the Tony Blair of the James Bonds, <laughs> is basically what you're saying. Kind of a quirky fellow, does kind of silly stuff, but ultimately responsible for war crimes. Yeah, I think so. Yes. Yeah. That's how I feel about it. The thing is with Bond, right, I don't really know what to expect plot-wise other than there's a baddie, there's a Bond girl, and him doing some spying. But other than that, I don't really... There's nothing I can get from the title. I do know... Right, I've seen some Alan Partridge stuff going on in the comments. I was wondering, because you and I have just seen Alan Partridge live yes. and one of us bought the program <laughs> and the that person warned the other not to buy the program yes and thank you very much for that sam i, really appreciate the heads up. <laughs> I was gonna say we won't say who's who but you're welcome um <laughs> good show pretty good so i am a, a partridge fan but i've got to confess i've not seen every episode of every partridge thing and i think i've missed out on whatever the James Bond thing was. Okay, because there's an episode that centres around Alan wanting to watch all the Bond movies right. on a bank holiday, which even in the late 90s seemed like an insurmountable feat. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and, 
he acts out the scene it is from a spy who loved me and okay that in it that bit kind of got snipped out and i've seen it everywhere from you know you know tiktok to like message boards back in the day that's like a classic bit of okay of bond right there so yeah that's an episode that you've not seen but are you familiar with the bit i no, not <gasps> not at all so i somehow what? that's i've skipped over that completely okay you know what this is very important because mm. if it is a bit of summer bonding and it's meant allegedly meant to be best of british through yeah. gritted teeth i will suggest that after you've watched the movie today seek out the yeah, Alan Partridge reenactment, yes. and then gauge it in right, terms okay. of accuracy. I will do. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. I feel embarrassed admitting that, because, you know, I want to seem like a cool person who's real plugged into comedy and stuff, but I've, I've missed some episodes here and there, Well, guys. in fairness, Sam, that's from the season that Steve Coogan admitted, under a slight duress in an interview, was a bit big in terms of its comedy. Right. Which is a fucking, that's fucking self-flagellation, if there ever was any, right there. Yeah, yeah. I, speaking of a bit big, mm. what's that big old mailbag I see rolling around the line? <laughs> Welcome to the mailbag. Thank you Hi. for uh, dropping your questions, queries and comments to the mailbag. If you've got any yourself that you want to send in, send them on over to cinemaswirl at gmail.com. That's cinemaswirl at gmail.com. And hey, Sam, I guess because it's the James Bond special, once again, it's a double O bag. It's a, it's a real double O bag. But I'm excited to read some of these messages now. Sorry, I'm going to take that. But I, I want to retract that. That makes it seem like I'm saying it's a mixed bag. A double O bag seems like it's like a negative actually now. So I take that back. Mm. Shaken bag, not stirred. Okay. Yes, I'm shaking okay. the bag. I very seldom stir a bag anyway. It's not good for the bag, you, you know? Just, do you st you sort of stir a tea bag within a cup of tea? So the, the Oh, no, no, no. You leave that well alone. You don't yeah. touch. Right. No, hands off, no, Sam. Right. No, right. Hands off that bag. <laughs> As far as your tea bag is concerned, you should be touching this mailbag more than your tea I'm just, bag. I'm just imagining someone baking a cup of tea in a fucking cocktail shaker. Shake. <laughs> a shaken cup of tea. I used to, like like Rocky, I used to work the bag. Like, yeah. I would fucking knead it like it was pizza dough <laughs> or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> and I learned, I, le I went to a tea festival and the man there right. said, don't touch your bag. And I'll tell you what, Good advice. I didn't touch my bag ever since, and it's been much more pleasant. Well, I'm going to touch the mailbag nonetheless. And our first okay. question here comes in from John. I say question. It comes in on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash cinema swell. Thank you very much, you John. can get access to, what, it's over 40 episodes now, Sam. Ooh, How about that? Yeah, madness. Absolute madness. Loads of episodes, including bloody The Hobbit unexpected journey mate which is uh, you know yeah i was about to say if you're listening at home go what's wrong with the two of them today is there something up like we've done the hobbit <laughs> right? we've done that most recently so you can check that over on the patreon and perhaps your five dollars will return us to normalcy we can only hope we can only hope john writes the following not a question but some james bond tiffin titles for sam oh I tell you what, John has really done the business here because I'm just going to read them all. I've done the business or done the biscuits, Sam, by the sounds of things. These are all Tiffin. <laughs> He's done ones. the biscuits. <clears throat> here we go. Dr. Tiffin from Russia with Tiffin. Gold Tiffin. Tiffin Ball. You only live Tiffin on her Tiffin Secret Service. I would have said on Her Majesty's Secret Tiffin, but that's just me. Oh. Um, <laughs> I'm not workshopping these, John. Tiffins are forever. Live and let Tiffin. The man with the golden Tiffin. The spy who loved Tiffin. Oh, I don't know, Sam. Diamonds are Tiffin would have been fun. I feel like this has turned into a workshop now. Okay. 
Tiffin <laughs> Raker. <laughs> Moon Tiffin. Moon Tiffin. For your Tiffin only. Octo Tiffin. A view or for to- your eyes, Tiffin. <laughs> a view to a Tiffin. Tiffin Pussy or Octo Tiffin. <laughs> both of those work. Oh, I tell you now, for my birthday, they did me a special down the bakery. They made a big special Octo Tiffin. They just melted a load of them together into a big brick. <laughs> I'll be honest, uh, you know, I'm, I'm 31 years old. I'm still laughing at Tiffin Pussy, which uh, really got me <laughs> License to Tiffin. Tiffin I. Tiffin never dies. The Tiffin is not enough. We've all been there. Die, <laughs> Die another Tiffin. The world is not Tiffin would also work because I'll tell you right now, it most certainly isn't. Tiffin Royale. Now, I'm going to... There's, there's a Ooh. real... John... A lot of respect to you. This, there's a real missed trick here because we've got Tiffin of Solace. I think a quantum of Tiffin. Um, just a little <laughs> no, bit of Tiffin. No, it's a quantity of Tiffin. That's what you need. <laughs> Sky Tiffin. Spec Tiffin. No time to Tiffin. Thank you very much, John. I really enjoyed that. And it was fun to workshop it and just have a bit of a laugh just saying Tiffin loads of times. So thank you very much for that message, John. As he said, not a question, but just a list of titles with Tiffin in them. And you got to respect. I'm glad the that he identified it as not a question, <laughs> yeah. you know, because I feel like if he didn't, we would kind of have to run it by him then. If we thought all of these were viable titles, <laughs> and I'll tell you what, even though it's not a question, they most certainly are. Yes, absolutely. So thank you very much, John. Now this question, another Bond-themed question. Thank you very much for your Bond-themed questions. This comes in from Anthony, who writes: If you were to choose the next main wrongen slash bad bloke, <laughs> main wrongen <laughs> slash bad bloke, I love main wrong slash bad bloke excellent choice of phrase there in the next James Bond reboot series who would Sam and Kevin choose and why uh, Anthony says Killian Murphy and Jared Leto would be my choices as brothers after 007 has slept with their sister oh sorry I completely got this wrong I thought okay. you were suggesting which cancelled Hollywood male figure <laughs> we cast in James Bond and quick as a flash I was like Kevin okay. Spacey and he's doing all his own stunts like Daniel Craig did <laughs> no, no, no. Every single one of them. Oh, you know when Daniel right. Craig did it when he was 40 and he had a point to prove? Do it to Spacey when he's 70. Go on, it, let's see the knees. <laughs> That's not the nature of the question. It's like, no, which, it's not. I which just, genuine wrongen would you... If you had to choose from all the Hollywood wrongens, who would you have to put in James Bond? No, that's yeah, not the question. We're not endorsing the term main wrongen to refer to any cancelled celebrity. You know, the main wrongens. You know, all the main ones. Or indeed, bad bloke. Because I think that's when they're selling it. Yeah, bad bloke. Come on now. That's a... Come on now. So, in answer to your question, Anthony, and I think this has been my go-to answer for all sorts of, you know, who from cinema swell history would you put in, blah. But it can't be overstated enough. A Nicolas Cage Bond villain, you know, you know. It's a very different movie all of a sudden now, Sam. It is, but is that a bad thing, you know? Is that necessarily a bad thing? Look, I love the man, and I think he is amazing, and I do think he is an amazing actor. But you and I know that if there was a Nick Cage Bond movie, it would be behind a paywall. That's where we'd be (laughs) reviewing it. It wouldn't be on the series where we review loved and great movies that made loads of money now, would it? 
I think you need a Bond villain to really fucking steal the show and steal the scenes because. But how oh, often does that actually happen? I well, like, I, seriously, when long does that actually happen? Again, I'm walking on my Bond eggshells because I want to tell you something oh. about a future Bond where I'm like, I, I don't really care about the fucking villain, and that should be who oh, I I've, care. I've about. heard that Quantum of Solace is very good. Right, very okay. good. I've heard All that right. Spectre is very, I'm very excited mm, to watch okay. Spectre. I assume. It's of equal or greater quality uh, to Casino Royale, which uh, is more like kind of dipping their toe in the water, testing uh, it out. Okay. Right, let's do it uh, properly now with Quantum of Solace here. We go. <laughs> so I was just imagining the sweetness of when I finally watch Quantum of Solace. I'm as excited as all you guys were back in like 2010 or whenever it came out. Oh, you know what? You know what, Kevin? Mm. As a kind of older British gentleman who may have had his toes in the... No. Who may have been in the spy game and come uh. out of it and turned bad, right? Sir Ian McKellen. Oh! As a, little, as a cheeky Bond villain. He has reached mm. a point in his career where if he plays a bad bloke or a wrong-in. Yeah. It'd be like when Robin Williams did One Hour Foe. Like, I'm sure he'd be proper like, oh, there you go now. Look at yeah. you, old man, using your earned love against us, mm. you bastards. Good job there. I'm going to go with the ghost of Orson Welles, A, because he's got gravitas, <laughs> and B, it's about time that Bond gets spooky and stop being a fucking big loser about it already. Come on. Yeah. And also, nowadays, you could just do that with CGI, couldn't you? You could just put him in there. Easy. You, know? you don't even have to go into the spirit realm. You could just go into the uh, VFX budget. If you can give us Peter Cushing in Rogue One, you can give me Orson Welles in a license to fight ghosts. <laughs> So there we go. Thank you very much for your Bond-themed questions. If you've got any non-Bond-themed questions, or indeed Bond-themed questions, or any questions, queries, comments, or other stuff, send it in to cinemaswirl at gmail.com. That's cinemaswirl at gmail.com or the socials. No, 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 Sam, put that. He's got a big giant spoon. He's going to press the mailbag against the side of the room now. No, leave it. No, leave it. I'll just shake it and then throw it to one side. Pour it into a glass. That was the mailbag, everyone. That's the mailbag, everyone. <laughs> the mailbag. Look, I had fun with Roger Moore Bond last time. I had fun with Sean Connery Bond. I think you even had fun with Pierce Brosnan Bond yeah, over on, yeah, the, yeah. on the swale. So it feels like every time... And we had fun when we did... You'd fun, obviously, with Casino Royale. It feels like mm. every time we've done Bond... It's a good time. Fun has been had. And yeah. people have given this one a good old push. And again... I did have it on VHS, so I have seen this movie mm. almost as many times as the fictional character Alan Partridge. So I think, honestly, I think you're going to enjoy it. For me, it's up there. It's one of the Bonds that has the sweet spot for me between being actually good and being just kind of a little bit naff and silly. Okay. Uh, that's always, for me, is the sweet spot of Bond. And I think that's why I'm a moron, you know, for old Roger yeah. Moore. So, Sam, I think I'm going to have to ask you now to put down your martini glass and... In your your PP7, that's the gun from GoldenEye, the main primary weapon. Yeah, uh, silence that is. I put that in the gun box, and now it's time <laughs> to go and do a cinema swirl. <laughs> Bond, 
Uh, and we're Bond. We're back. Hey, Sam. Initial good reaction to the spy who loved ye. We're playing for England. Oh. We're going to Wembley. Gonna oh, score man. another fucking goal. I wasn't looking. The ref wasn't looking. <laughs> <laughs> that was a corner. Okay, now I will be the first to admit, Sam, much as I love the musical initial gut reaction. Yes, you need an actual indicator. IGR. I think the thing about that, if as an IGR, <laughs> it's not much of what we refer to in the business as an indicator. No. Because it could be that you had such a whale in time, you've been possessed by the spirit of song. Yeah. Or it could be that you were so blooming bored, you were writing music in your spare time. Well, okay. You know what? Ask me again. Well, I feel dirty saying initial. No, I'm going to okay. go truthfully. Sam, subsequent gut reaction to the spy who loved me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You were correct when you anticipated that James Bond would be involved with a lady. Although maybe <laughs> it's just the fact that you and I have done. A couple of Bond movies now in the past mm. year or so. So I've got Bond on the forebrain. But it really did not necessarily mean that Bond was doing anything exceptionally different in this particular no. installment. And that might, <laughs> that might play into my kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, not to bury the lead. It's Bond, isn't it? It's just, it's Bond. <laughs> This is a bit it's of Roger Moore Bond Roger as Moore well. Bond. Yeah. We're right at the end of the groovy 70s when the skirl of synth is in the air, which honestly, when I see bell-bottom trousers, big, huge, thick, chunky heels on a lad, mm. and we've got dirty synth, it makes me feel like nuclear Armageddon is just around the corner. Yes. Now, I've got to admit something to you here. I had this all queued up to go. Uh, I hit play, and America's Strongest Man came on instead excuse of me oh America's, sam chaplin this is it i now know the references so i'm I'm, do, I'm doing some partridge back to you here sam were you watching the wrong movie <laughs> no i was watching alan partridge on my father's video on demand service <laughs> I'm now completely up to date with that Alan Partridge reference, so I now understand that. So there you go. I was going to ask you first and foremost, I guess I might as well ask you before we get into the meat and potatoes of it ourselves. How did Norwich's favourite son do with the recollection of the opening salvo of the spy who loved ye? I tell you what, it was very good recollection, and it made me realise that really what our podcast is, is what Alan Partridge was doing there. <laughs> <laughs> we're just saying it and here's what happened and then he did this and it was great yeah but if you want to know the quintessential difference partridge didn't go next night or near the trousers on roger moore no, and I, I swear no, no. to god i've written down the word trousers a good six times in my notes <laughs> i was glued to them i've got a question for you is this our first submarine on cinema swirl no it can't be surely it can't be but i can't think of I mean, another submarine the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, we had all sorts Swell, of though. nautical vessels that were, in some cases, subnautical. So, I think, although on the actual swirl itself... I'm, I'm struggling. Oh, maybe The Rock might have had some sub action. Oh, there's got to be some sort of a submarine some sort of there, sub there. there. Yeah, there would have been a sub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm sorry, though, if we're mistaken on that. It just could be because Sean Connery in that movie 
really does give off the air of a submarine commander with that <laughs> you know you know what i mean with the beard and the hair and all that you know yeah tell you what i love about submarines and we go straight in here i love when the inside of a submarine goes all red when something's wrong you know when the lighting just turn- <laughs> it's, all, it's all red i quite like the red lighting oh yeah i've got colored lights you know yeah. in stairs of the house and i will often agonize over what is the correct color to put on before a certain movie or show that i'm about mm. to watch very often it's red because it's quite calming well yeah that's the thing i find it quite calming so everyone might be running around on a submarine being like oh fuck something's happening and i'd be like oh this is quite nice i'm quite sensitive to you know bright colors and lights but the red red is quite soothing it doesn't hurt my eyes as much so that's if you're planning on going for a little mini power nap try Mm. putting on a red light because you will wake up and you can pretend you're in hell and that is a little fun thing that you can do to make you you know really get you off your feet in the nap you know you'll probably be out of that nap like you know fearing for your soul etc etc i'll tell you though the one with the submarine that was easily Mm. the worst season of below deck they're having an awful time here Mm. lights are flashing tea is wobbling it's honestly one of the worst excursions they've ever had nothing's the theme they're having an awful time here in their submarine and sure wouldn't you know it before they have time to bless themselves it's all gone the tea the lights the submarine the holiday all out the fucking window (laughs) disappearing kind of without a trace so two two submarines a russian submarine and a best of british submarine are just gone we don't know where they've gone they cancel each other out, I think, is what, what what happens in these situations. It's why, like, you never want to have a car near another car. The same thing will happen. They'll both disappear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is obviously a big disaster for both parties, both countries here, um, and they're trying to figure out what's going on. So the Russians are on the phone to Agent Triple X. Agent Triple X. Oh, my God. Ice Cube in the house. <laughs> I know we definitely... Triple X is in the house mm. we, if we say triple x three times we have to do it on cinema swill where triple yes. x is destined you, are you aware of the triple x franchise i'm aware of it yeah 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 i believe it began with vin and then was it was handed say, on been to, to an ice <laughs> right no but then there was triple x2 x to the three to the two and i'm pretty sure that had one of the ice where the ice men took right. uh, took that upon themselves Okay, so, uh, this is turning into uh, a complicated yeah, yeah. algebra problem now for me to figure out with these X's and these 2's. It is. Here's a question, genuine mm. question for you. It's not. It's it's the late 70s, Sam. Agent Triple X, she's a sultry Russian agent of secret notoriety. Yes. Do they call her Agent Triple X because that's like in lieu of a rude number? I would argue those are the three lewdest, nonsensical, like... <laughs> I know, I know what think, you're saying. <laughs> What, what is it when letters don't actually spell out a word, but it's still, it's not an acronym? No. Oh, it's just a series of letters, I guess. You know, a combination. I think it's the sexiest combination, mm, sexiest combination of letters that ooh, doesn't ooh, form a I've got word. it. Okay, yeah. A non-literal sequence of letters. Yes. It's the sexiest, sexiest one of one those. Because <laughs> I know all you all were thinking, the usual ones, S-E-X, Sess, Sex. Sess. <laughs> You know, with the pits and that. You're thinking <laughs> K-I-S, snogging, killing yeah. it snogging, you know, as it stands for. But no, 
Triple X, I think, is the raunchiest yeah. of all the non-literal alphabetic sequences that you could conjure up. Do you think that's what they're going for here? I th- Yeah, I think so. I think it's a very clever way of giving her a sort of sexy name without actually giving her a sexy name. You know what? Me, being a bloody naughty sexist, I fell hook, line, and sinker for thinking that the bloke there was Agent Triple X. Ah, I was like, oh, there he is. Look at this fake Bond. But actually, the bus driver was a woman. Sorry, the... Uh, the like with the riddles and that. The secret agent was a woman and I was, you know, tricked. <laughs> yeah, not all spies, huh? Yeah, yeah. Shame on me, actually, in this case, for James Bond. Shame on me for thinking that. It was good of the makers of the James Bond movie to push the hard agenda at the start and make all the audience take a long, hard look at themselves Mm. about their assumptions about women in the world of James Bond and then do absolutely nothing for the rest (laughs) of the movie to even remotely do anything other than what could generously be titled business as per brackets usual. I mean, to be honest... And I don't want to, you know, it seems a shame to say this. I would have loved a film that was James Bond and a bloke who looks exactly like James Bond. <laughs> like, trying to work together. I think that would have that would have been fun. Is this them kind of trying to, you know, I know it's their second or third Bond in even. Maybe they're doing this show and you look, these lads are a dime a dozen. You think that more is fucking bulletproof? We'll give you a flash of this generic looking spy male lead. We've got literally dozens of them, yeah. Roger. Don't ask for more money now. Next time. Roger Moore, they call him, because he keeps asking for more money. Now, (laughs) where's 007? He's on a mission in Austria. Well, tell him to pull out immediately. And then we cut to him having it off with a lady. It cuts back to M going, get your Mickey out of there now. (laughs) Would you you stop that? There's business. The Prime Minister wants my balls in a napkin over this now. Come on. And I fucking love the 70s futuristic technology that his watch has got one of those sticky label makers that that prints out the... It looks so cute, that little thing. I love it. It's great. Men only want one thing and it's disgusting, which is to receive messages on their label makers built into their watches during what could be... I I mean, this is like... They cut to Bond he's meant to be in the midst of the act and they're quite tense and quiet almost. It's like... Mm. Lions that have been filmed having sex for Attenborough, but they are very aware that Attenborough's right there and they're a bit awkward about the whole thing. Yes. But James, I need you. So does England. I mean, that's, you know, classic James Bond stuff. Something came up, didn't it? Yeah, it's not, it's knob and that. It's Willy. Yeah. Willies and stuff. There you go. Now, this funky, synthy, wonderful James Bond theme remix here when he starts oh skiing. Oh my God, the whole goddamn thing son this has got to be an old timer isn't this it this sequence is incredible oh my. it's funky disco ski music that's yeah. and we've got just enough synth in there it's where someone was warbling away on a loosely strung guitar and someone's like whoa 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 i'm putting you out of business we've got a machine that does that now it's called the synthesizer get out of here you loose string bastard and you've just got this honestly we're, we're one or two steps away from being full-on red hot chili peppers the points. <laughs> um, oh, and also, yeah. using the synth earlier in the movie to denote the sense of being underwater. That's a power move right there from the musicians. 
They've absolutely got a new synthesizer and they're playing with it and I respect it a lot. James Bond's, you know, Roger Moore skiing against a kind of fake projected backdrop. It's funny, it's campy, it's stupid and I absolutely loved it. It was incredible. Oh, it's so it's, it's very fishing that you watch the partridge beforehand because mm. there's a lot of this kind of like, I don't know, cheesiness to this Bond particularly. Like, to, it's a difficult task to argue that Roger Moore is as effortlessly cool i'm talking about we're getting rid of all the usual problematic bond stuff where it's like a lady you know stuff like that mm. all that is I, we're, we're leaving that aside and just kind of the idealized bonds that we're viewing in our head it's very hard to put him over as being very straight up cool but he's probably the silliest bond and yes. there's a lot of joy when he starts skiing and he goes off a little bit and it goes like yep. come on now that's great stuff and he's doing some sick stunts which made me think i kind of want you know a future james bond to have some reason to get on a skateboard i don't think come it's gonna now. happen but we, well, we'll see who the next bond is and whether they're down to you know shred if they're a skater or not yeah. uh, you know, uh, i'm still holding out you know i'm still holding out that tony hawk will take the crown of bond here's a, a question i put out to you and indeed to our listenership do you reckon bond first try on a skateboard could do a kickflip i reckon he could i reckon he'd figure it out first go i think i think if he didn't he'd kill everyone who was watching and be like <laughs> dun, 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 dun. you know if he's not got his license to thrill he'll still have the license to kill so you know he'll probably rely on that here do you reckon he intentionally dressed like ronald mcdonald for his skiing adventure or was that just kind of happenstance <laughs> hashtag ad hashtag spot it's all all connected trying to get people to eat burgers um, I think that's just happenstance, but it was very funny. And as was him going over a cliff. But he, also, he kills some lads, by the way, who are after him. Oh, yeah, there's these nasty bastards in piped jumpsuits. Yes, with the lemon piping. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think him shooting a gun, anyone shooting a gun while skiing, that seems like it'd be very difficult. Now, I've never skied, but I imagine it's a game of balance and the big kapow. I'm imagining you have some sort of a hellacious pivot to counteract that natural blowback. Oh yeah, it's gonna throw off your balance, isn't it? It's gonna move you around physically. Snowboarders, no problem with that though. They're no. in yeah, yeah. anything really, they're yeah. really cool that way. Isn't that one of the Olympic things? Have I made this up that there's some sort of discipline where you have to ski and then shoot stuff? Is that a thing? What? I'm sure there's some. Right, I, I'm not making this up. I think there is something where some of it is cross-country skiing and then you have to do some shooting and then you, I don't know. All right, sorry. So you're talking about an event that in itself comprises many events. You're not telling me that like fucking ski target practice is actually an event on its <laughs> no, own. It's not simultaneous, but it is part of the same event that has little bits in it. It's sort of Olympic tapas. You know, they, they have those things where there's little bits and you get to just pick it. And then ones. at the end, everyone blows up the their parachute and has their country on it except for <laughs> russia which has got a plain white parachute that it goes down on a blank one that's not allowed yeah. to have it anymore oh man he jumped off that mountain like it was breath of the wild that was fantastic <laughs> he did big proper go on it similarly it looked like a lot of fun and i wish link could have a little union jack glider that he could use you could get that as dlc for breath of the wild or a mod probably a for mod king and he yeah <laughs> It was all very cool with his parachute jump 
until there was a little glimpse of Bond where he looks at me right in the eye to go, oh, that was very hard, which, all right, Bond, I know you're meant to be human and all that, but we all know that you didn't really do it. Some very impressive stunt man has been at that now, hasn't he? Yes, in fact, somebody does it better, in because he's not, he's not done it. So, in a way, somebody has done that better and the theme song for this james bond film it's no is nobody does it better but i think nobody does nobody does it better which is one of the all-time bond themes i'm oh, gonna say i think it's good a fucking banger I think it's great incredible so good one problem with it they don't use it as much as they use well at least it seems in my viewing mm. this time they didn't use it as much as if they use like say the live and let die theme i felt that they used a lot of that throughout they used it a fair a lot bit, of bits in it but they didn't live and let die they just fucking went for it and just threw it in i mean we've been lucky we've had two of the best bangers in terms of bond you know the themes so far. Oh, we'll be three for three if we get View to a Kill over on the uh, Ooh, Patreon. I'm okay. really gunning for that one, you know. Obviously, Die Another Day is the greatest Bond theme, objectively, Die of all time. There's a reason why Madonna finishes every single concert she's ever had. <laughs> Even that awkward gathering she did on Instagram Live. Every concert she's ever had with Die, Die Another Day. Day, including the full sword fighting bit where she fights herself, because it's like a reflection on her life. Quick question during this title sequence, Bond music. The tagline of which is, less gun, more fun, baby, am I right? Well, is Roger Moore on a little trampoline here, just bouncing around? It's quite sweet. He's just going, boop, hey. I mean, hey. Look, Sam, I've said it a million times. That man has got the most generic silhouette I've ever seen. You could get any L fucker <laughs> off the street Throw him in a tuxedo, <laughs> fuck him on a trampoline, and all of a sudden you've got the spy who loved me. You know, pretty good title sequence. Lots of nudie ladies, completely Billy Bollocks. It's good stuff. Guns and that, dancing around. Love it. And it wasn't so distracting that I didn't take in the important information. For whatever reason, it popped into my face very, very upfront. Ski jump performed by Rick Sylvester, <laughs> who I'm happy to report is still alive Yay! as of time of recording. Hey. He calls that the ski base jump. And it is where you get your skis and you jump off the side of a mountain. <laughs> it's a good jump. Congratulations. Rick, was it Rick Sylvester? Rick Sylvester. Well, that's a, great a good name. name. That's a good name. Now, Agent Triple X, she's been called in. And much like me, wondering about Amazon's accessibility features, she's been called oh. in to investigate why there are so many missing subs. Okay. Amazon's hey, thank you very much. <laughs> Amazon Someone has to say it. Has a real bad record as far as I'm concerned with subtitle availability on stuff that's on their Prime video service. I'm going to say it. Netflix, comparatively, really good. I can't speak for, you know, anyone who actually needs the accessibility features, but from, from what I can see, Amazon is not pulling their weight here and it's pretty poor. Well, I always felt with, if I get outraged about subtitles and I don't need them i yes. want them i can only imagine how frustrating it is if you actually fucking need them yes but yeah I <laughs> sorry i just <laughs> i brought that up for the sake of a silly pun about subs but it is a valid valid point it's a valid point mm. uh, unfortunately agent triple x she may be a glamorous bond girl but she cannot rock the poo brown outfit of the cold-hearted <laughs> soviet union 
it makes her look like an Easter bunny that has been left on the windowsill. It is not a good look at all. No, and she's had the terrible news that her boyfriend, that generic Bond-looking bloke, he was killed by the real generic Bond-looking bloke, James Bond. What? Oh, well, she doesn't know it was Bond, but she knows he's killed. All right, we've got another one for the Roland Dock of the funeral right now. If I die, but I've been killed by some fucker who looks just like me, cancel everything and... <laughs> really get to the bottom of it right, okay like yeah, that's way more important than my funeral i can't be having that now no my look my life no <laughs> <laughs> and hey q's here i don't think q was in live and let die at all i think he was mentioned yeah but i don't think he turned up so i'm very happy to see q here very happy to see q which means we're getting even closer to seeing or everyone's favorite <laughs> character or which is everyone's favorite character in the james bond universe here they call him commander bond what the fuck happened did i miss a meeting has something happened in the intervening films where he's gone from agent bond to commander bond sounds like he should have a whole army of agents at his disposal well you know maybe maybe he did in the previous film i don't know but happy that q's here and he's trying to explain to us how the russians have been able to track or someone, someone's been able to track the submarines. He's got a naughty printout, a sort of piece of acetate that he just <laughs> puts a over a map. Naughty <laughs> Well, not one of those naughty printouts, but he just puts some acetate over a map and they're like, oh God. And it means that someone's got a special tracker that can heat track a submarine and the plans are in Egypt and someone's it's trying to sell Bad them. news. Bad news. Q's got bad news. And you know what's bad news when it makes the unshakable defense secretary mr frederick gray quiver in his boots but that's what we're seeing here such is the shocking nature of this acetate let me tell you sam i want all my maps to be led maps i don't know yeah what it is that star wars and bond movies put this forward as a viable technology where everything is done kind of on a glass laminate surface with very bright neon lights to depict all of the lines maybe in some air traffic control rooms they get this but i want a day-to-day uh, you know what i don't even know if air traffic control rooms look how we expect them to nowadays they're probably all on fucking ipads you know you've got an idea in your head of how it looks it probably doesn't look like that probably looks too look, modern. everyone right now get the mental image in your head of an air traffic controller's room and i bet you're thinking of a movie from the 70s where that was commonplace yeah. as a, most days you won't be seeing air traffic controllers hardly i bet the job doesn't even exist anymore <laughs> <laughs> They're all doing it from home. Sad state of affairs. We cut to an exceptionally important man who's got a big fucking briefcase of hard dosh and he's paying the boffins, the so-called experts, for their proprietary technology that was just alluded to at the acetate. Yes, he's made an acquisition of these lads' great ideas, their new projects, and he's, he's like, okay, lads, that concludes our business. Here's 10 million each. Off you go. They give you just enough of an air of fucking nerds. They're like, <laughs> You bastards, you know? Even though they're very distinguished, refined-looking gentlemen, they give it a little kind of a duh look. You fucking arseholes, you nerds, getting that money. You don't deserve it. But this naughty villain bloke is like, I, sorry, lads, I hate to break this to you, but someone has leaked these plans. You know, the information's out there. Someone's, oh, that's dinner ruined now. Someone's trying to sell them, and he just he sends his assistant lady out of the room into the elevator, but it turns out he's plunging her into a shark tank. And I'm not talking Mark Cuban. I'm I'm talking no, no. a dead 
deadly shark. And air on a G-string plays, and it's all very nice and kind of almost... It's an interesting juxtaposition, the music here, when she's getting killed yeah, by a shark. Yeah, because shark goes crotch first for that yeah, lady. Yeah. Like, he's nuzzled straight in there straight away, alarmingly fast, I would say. But it sort of makes being killed by a shark underwater look like a beautiful dance, uh, which I, I, I quite enjoyed the weird juxtaposition of no that. sorry you're not seducing me to the dark side of thinking that it's a good death <laughs> I hope that you get drowned as you're being eaten alive by a shark i, I feel like you're glamorizing I, it as i was saying it uh, more and more i was like oh i sound like a perverted villain and this is not good you do yeah you do yeah. just imagine it now like oh kevin has been killed oh has he how did he go well he went very quietly while being eaten crotch first by a shark while nice classical music made oh well that you know i know it's never easy Easy, but if you're going to go, it's how he would have wanted good to way go. to go. It's what he would have wanted to, as explicitly stated on his popular podcast, Cinema yes. Swirl. Now, Sam, I had to admire the gumption of our villain to not have the passage into the shark tank be at the dinner table. No, over there, in that little room <laughs> you over have there. To go into the little I had to, you got to think he's not thinking that's an ideal situation. That's not what he originally asked the contractor for. No, that, he came to them with that idea. He's had like, a compromise there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, mate, that's not, that's not going to work for this. Space. It's not feasible. Also, this is proper James Bond shit. This guy's in an underwater lair that can come up to the surface. But in my notes, I made a spelling error and I just referred to an underwater liar, uh, which is quite... <laughs> <laughs> Go back to your base, you underwater liar. <laughs> not only did he kill that woman, but he didn't tell the truth about it. And that is naughty. That was the real villainy right there. I described his base as aquatic wild, wild, wild west or yes. wet, 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 wild, wild west. It was soggy wild, wild west. And I loved every bit of this. This is proper. This is James Bond. This is what you want from James Bond. You want underwater lairs. And this isn't just like, you no, know, because in Living Let Die, we had a lot of silliness, but that felt like, oh, this is just like kind of Hollywood 70s silliness, like kind of the over the top car chase, the kind of black exploitation vibe to it, the silly trousers, etc. Yeah. But this is like the movie I feel like they looked to almost the most when they were doing Austin Powers, because you've got the big silly base, you've got the silly villain, obviously. Yeah. You've got proper fucking henchmen. And we all know Jaws. We'll get into him now in a second. All right, yeah. I want to talk about the thick, Kemp-like henchman, <laughs> Shandor. That guy should have been a character on GoldenEye. Why wasn't he? <laughs> I love this guy, and I've got more to say about him. He's in 4-3. What an aspect <laughs> ratio of a man he is. <laughs> I mean, he's he's introduced first as, like, the main guy, and Jaws is his little big mate. But this guy, you know, we'll get into it soon. So Jaws and this little guy, little Kemp-like 4 by 3 <laughs> figure they've been sent off to recover the microfilm plans and jaws of course flashes his eponymous teeth <laughs> and, and shows which are there. attached to his eponymous jaws yes <laughs> now i know what you're thinking microfilm needs to be taken up while two agents from opposing sides across the iron curtain go at it at a cold war what for sounds like a job for the heavies <laughs> send in my most muscular henchmen <laughs> we need a real baseball bat to fine tooth comb through this sticky situation Yes, whereas Jaws has got thick teeth. We're, we're talking about fine teeth there. Thick teeth. 
thick metal teeth. Very, very thick. The villain bloke, he kills the two boffins, by the way. Not in the shark tank, but just blows up their helicopter later on. Yeah, and he pockets the cash as well. Cowboy builder that he is. <sighs> Fucking underwater liar, that guy. Not keeping his promises. Naughty lad. But yeah, he's killing anyone and everyone who comes in contact with this microfilm or these plans. Like, he can't have that information getting out there. We cut to the desert where Bond is on a camel. And I was literally about to describe him as being or man in Egypt when he meets a lad who is most certainly definitely or man in Egypt. He's got it all. A strange obsession with the local culture that is only equaled by his disdain for that local culture surrounded by belly dancing babes and better yet he's full of jaded non-excitement about now do you want a sheep's head eyeballs stupid shit Egyptian people like Oh, a dry martini, old chap. We can certainly catch you one of theirs out here in the desert. I know, again, he's an Englishman in government in the middle of a desert and they're not taking it over. What am I even doing here? And James is very hesitant. This guy's trying to persuade him to stay the night. James is like, no, no, no. Until a pretty lady brings him a rose and James says, when one is in Egypt... One should delve deeply into its treasures. And I don't think he's... I I think he's. there's a double meaning there. And I think it's filth. I'm pretty sure that's the motto of the British Museum, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but you can kind of swap, swap out any Egypt country that you like, really. When one is in Greece or one is in, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mentioned it before. Mm. Ireland had treasures as well. You have the bones of our giant man, and I demand them back. No, there are bones. Fuckers. You're not having them. Give us some fucking Hooters vouchers at least. <laughs> Jesus Christ now. I can sort you out with that. Now, some of these, there's a little kind of chase slash fight between Bond and this little 4 by 3 aspect ratio man. Ah, yes. With no music and very, very silly foley, it's quite jarring. And I think I said this about Live and Let Die and other films from the kind of 70s. I, it must be my modern sensibility that there should be kind of action music to go along with these action scenes. But when they're just kind of silent apart from the... Psh, well, when the foley is that good, it can sing for itself, right? That for me. That look, the people are always getting upset with me in the comments about how I've gotten rid of music in my life. Uh, I've got a 90 minute playlist in my mind about just all foley sounds grunts from the James Bond franchise. And I think that's as good as music, really. Uh, 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 certainly more efficient. You can get more tracks in, you know, if you're just listening to foley. If you're just listen to sound yeah, effects. Exactly. CDs. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Music is an elaborate sound effect. Look, we can all just get around the table and agree that mm. if we're categorizing in the sounds library, it goes sounds, sound effects, and a subcategory in a much smaller folder. <laughs> The no. small font. <laughs> no, it I says don't. music, which is a type of sound effect. <laughs> you don't even believe that. Come on. <laughs> now, the little lad, Jaws' little mate, he's already dead. Yeah, he's he's pretty much one and done, isn't he? Off a roof. And he dies in the best way possible in a James Bond movie where it's like, no, please, you literally can do one thing to stop me from dying. No. <laughs> <laughs> Like, he's got your man by the tie. Yeah, and yeah. he's like, no, 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 no. Bond is like slowly saying, no, 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 you're done, mate. No, no, no. Absolutely. Well, I guess I'm not wearing a tie to your funeral then. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> 
He doesn't even try and cover up the fact that he's not saving him. He's just, like, very dismissive of this bloke. Gets the information and then offs him. Did you get his great one-liner? I know that you had a fondness for Roger Moore's non-one-liners in recent outings. No, I. you know what? I, I, I sort of recall it, but I've not. it's not on the tip of my tongue. What a helpful chap. <laughs> it's fucking rubbish, isn't it? That's really rubbish. I thought it was going to be a Thai-related pun that I'd missed somehow. No, 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 no. Know. No, I said non-one-liner. He's okay. got a few one-liners, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But he's got ones that are like... It's almost as if Bond, like, phased out. He blacked out for a second, didn't realise he killed someone. He's like, oh, helpful fellow. He's been on his way, I guess. Well, very well, off to it. I absolutely love now. We go to the pyramids. Yes. And there is this proper apprentice-style voiceover. They're like, for thousands of years, the pyramids have searched for Lord Sugar's next business partner. 16 pyramids. One geezer. <laughs> it is fucking brilliant. Yeah, it's very good. I want to go on that pyramid tour. Yeah, can you go for an audience with the pyramid? <laughs> an audience still? with the pyramid. It's amazing. It's great. They're all here. All the stars. All the triangles. And I loved the very silly, squelchy music during this presentation. As the pyramids get lit up, so does Jaws, looking all tall and threatening. Oh, he's fucking great. It's, he just has, he's a lad who has a look and he knows it. He's got the self-awareness. Yes. And the fucking fit on Jaws here, that yeah. double-breasted suit, it's like a king-sized bed of a jacket. It's amazing. <laughs> Jaws is pretty cool looking. Genuinely, I think. If yeah. You, if you saw Jaws out and about today, you'd think that's kind of a clued in cool young man. <laughs> I'd, I've never sounded older than when I just said that. No, no, he's got the grill. He's like the Joker. He's really cool. Yeah, I bet he's exactly. got all sorts of stupid Mickey Mouse shit tattoos all over him as well. Really cool, you know? I think he is my favourite Bond baddie. Oh. And now I really think about it because he's a... Have you, have you seen Moonraker? No, I don't he's, think he's so. He's a proper fucking gobshite in that and it's really right. funny. But here, he's like the, he's like the Terminator. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. Silent and threatening. I tell you what, though, he does have a dorky little dad run, does Jaws, when he's when he has to. <laughs> he shuffles, doesn't he? I think he'd be more threatening if he just walked calmly, but he does do a little yes. run, and it's very funny. So Jaws is after the microfilm, so he is, it's like fucking every Bond movie we do. Oh, we have to go meet someone, but to thing. meet that person, we have to meet the other person, and the person that they're meant to meet has been killed, and they have to go meet another person who Jaws is on the case of, he's after Fakesh. Yep. And he eats him? Is that, did I get that correct? <laughs> well, he certainly eats some chains to get he in. He tucks in, like, he goes, ah, he proper fucking gets in there. Like. I think so. We don't quite see what goes on, but I think, you know, Jaws could very easily bite someone to death. I don't think he's a hungry lad. Well, he's a big lad. So he probably does need... They have him going in for the yeah, vampire no, shot like four times in the movie. Like he's going to give a fucking... Because that's the sweetest bit of meat right there, I'm pretty sure. Underneath yeah, yeah. the air. <laughs> but Jaws manages to sort of disappear and slink away after Bond gets there to kind of confront him. He just Like a vampire. Dis like yeah. A vampire. Uh, All right. It's an interesting theory. <laughs> Jaws is a vampire. It is an interesting terrible theory that i have and he's got the metal teeth to cover up his vampire teeth 
so that no one suspects <laughs> that he's a fucking vampire. It works. Oh my God, my vampire friends, get on this. Safety <laughs> is within spitting distance. Yeah. So we have 007 coming face to face with Agent 0000 X. <laughs> That's five numbers that they've got in there. Yes. And they're like kind of going on a bit of an odyssey across Egypt here. They end up in the Majorba, Majorba Club? The Majorba? Club. The, yeah. The Majorba Club. And she knows all about him. She's gotten the file. And she's like, well, who am I then, sweetheart? And she's like, you're James Bond. And when you're not murdering people, your wife is dead. And he's like, all right, that's quite enough character development for today. Just close all those wiki tabs. We don't talk about that in the Roger Moore movies. Shut up. It's been fun times. And bell-bottom trousers. Stop Stop mentioning my dead wife. Why do I keep saying this? Uh, I mentioned it at the start on my preference sheet. Don't mention my dead wife. I'm James Bond. Stop talking about it. Leave it out, yeah? (laughs) I'm James Bond. (sighs) Leave it out. They know each other's drinks preferences as well. They know everything about each other. And they're here to meet Max Alba, who's the owner of this club, who is the one with the plans for sale. And he's very... He's another kind of, who will start the bidding? Here's the little microfilm, off off you go. There's always shady men in hats looking to make money in the world of James Bond when they go to far-flung countries. They're basically like, they're playing an MMO and they're in the lobby for the same quest. It's like, you know, they're they're queuing up to face the dragon, you have to wait till the other person's done. Because it's not really built for both them to be super spying at the same time let me tell you the informant isn't going to last long against jaws no. that's right baby you've been jawed there's a camera right there i love that like there's a, a little bloke comes over saying you know oh mr albert there's a call for you it's jaws here to kill you so he goes into a little phone box what's well, a phone box that's got like that's kind of see-through and open and you can see what's going on in it no privacy jaws is in there this guy does an incredible kind of upwards oh no face a kind of like he you know and we cut to it like three times he is seven foot the guy who plays him he's a legitimate seven footer big long boy they took advantage of that height i did like the idea of jaws sitting and waiting and listening to all the flirting going on between bond and double ox i thought that was very funny he would have had to hang out for a bit james bond's very tactful and respectful when people die because when he discovers the body of this Max Alba bloke he just pops an out of order sign on his corpse which I thought was like <laughs> That's this horrible. one's not working anymore <laughs> Well, think what will happen to the establishment. One of the workers has died. How am I to get my martini now? Very funny. So, right, the plans are missing. They know it's Jaws. Him and Triple X sneak into Jaws's van. And now in the van with Jaws. On the way to some Egyptian I would call statues. this a Jaws-mobile. I yeah, feel that yeah. is only fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a Jaws-mobile. I think so. i tell you what, they want that microfilm. I'm sure I've made this analogy before. It's truly the mini-disc of its day, isn't it? The microfilm. Like yeah. Those adopters, they really believe that it's a format that was viable and mourn its loss. I think microfilm was probably still used more than mini-discs are used. I think there's still loads of microfilm hanging out. Well, I, it's probably all been digitally converted by now, hasn't it? But I reckon there's still some microfilm out there. You'd be hard-pressed to find a mini Probably all WMAs now, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> all right, I love the fact that this Bond movie... It's key, like, you know, the the location supervisors went out and found a load of great places. Mm. And the camera folks are really jazzed to get all these great angles. There's all these temples and shots of them in the desert. 
But like 007 and 00X walking around and she's in like kind of this fancy O-Poly ball gown and he's in this ridiculous flared jumpsuit. Like he's, you know, the most ridiculous over-the-top hippie at a wedding that you've ever fucking seen. <laughs> I think it might even be slightly velour. Mm. I've just seen them walking around a temple with their gun wearing like fucking, you know, high society gear. It was a just a great look it was so, yeah. fantastic it's a cracking time it is honestly bond do that kind of a walk and look around nottingham dressed in the same gear yeah i mean that's pretty standard fare in nottingham mate we all still dress like that all dressed up in your tuxedos and your dickies and your tail coats and all that on the way to hooters for a nice evening out um now <laughs> th- there's a, a little scuffle with jaws here between bonds Triple X and Jaws. Oh, and yeah, but Jaws is immune to judo. What happened here? Yeah, Triple X does manage to retrieve the microfilm just, but he he kicks her gun away, I think. I, I'm trying to remember the, yeah, she pulls, the dynamics of this. She pulls a gun on him, yeah. and when she has the gun pulled on him, from the perspective they do it, it's like she's going to shoot him right in the dick because <laughs> he's so tall. And like that is obviously something that Jaws well, should have factored in when he was doing his risk assessment. In the James Bond universe, I think this is true of Golden Knight, it's probably not, you can't aim up and down, you just have to aim sort of forward or left or right. So she's stuck at that point. She exactly. Can't, she can't aim up, and if it's Jaws, it, you know, you're going to hit him right in the mickey. There is no Y-axis, you big Aegis, but he... <laughs> He is he may be immune to being shot anywhere above the crotch and he may be immune to judo but we all know jaws's weakness us real bond heads it's debris he <laughs> fucking hates that it is the absolute worst that's ah, ah, fallen on me that's ah it's really sharp and stingy that debris it's really quite slapstick jaws's predicament here he he has a big oh yeah a big he's club. a silly bugger that he's going to hit James with, and it ends up knocking loads of scaffolding and debris onto him. James Bond's little quip of, uh, Egyptian builders. I, I mean, that's... Steady on! <laughs> that's not anything, is it? <laughs> that's... It's not, no, it's the fucking racist, that's all. Yeah. It's just a racist, that's all it is, it's ridiculous. Uh, you know what, you mentioned here that Jaws being a bit silly and a bit slapstick, he's yes. a galoot here when he's selling for his debris, and obviously in Moonraker he is completely played up for comedy. Mm. I think that he is the perfect cross-section between the Terminator and Mr. Bean. How about that? I think you've you've hit the nail on the head there. That's a very I good analogy. I think it may be, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I think both Ron Atkinson and Arnold Schwarzenegger owe a small debt of gratitude to Jaws, and I think it's only fair. If the Terminator and Mr. Bean got into the thing from... You know, the machine from the fly, that Jaws, <laughs> Jaws would walk out. And that's what you'd end up with. And that's basically as well, folks. That's Sam ruling out us doing the fly for Spooky Swirl next year, just there. <laughs> Casually slit that in there. Like. I know some stuff. I hadn't seen it. James, I know it's the 70s. I know it's a James Bond film. I know what James Bond is like. Uh-oh. But holy this shit. Is. He comes across as absolutely fucking insufferable in this van as Triple X is trying to start the van and get away from Jaws, who is ripping the van apart and about to kill them. And he's just there like, uh, that's that's reverse. You need to go car, for Car trouble. Uh, yeah. would, would you like me to drive? Oh, women drive it. I'm a fucking hell, James. Like, he goes women drivers. And like, he does it like... Imagine if your dad said that, like, after an hour of someone trying to fucking park. You know, mm. it's, it has, because it's Bond and he's this kind of, I don't know, stateliness about him. It's so fucking cringe, where it's like, he says everything but women drivers for five minutes, and then he caps it all <laughs> off and he goes, yeah. women, women drivers. drivers. I was genuinely expecting him to come out the side window and go, women, eh? <laughs> after him saying women drivers. 
backseat Bond can go fuck himself. It's all okay because we get a little shot as we're driving away of Jaws lifting up a big rock and then and then dropping it onto his own foot. <laughs> oh, he's funny. He created his own debris of a sort there. He should have realized what was happening. They go for a wobbly desert drive and mm. they break down. And I love this where she's like, uh, yeah, it looks like it's the cylinder head gasket that's given way there. And then James gives the camera a knowing look as if to say, what the fuck is she <laughs> daring talking about cars? That's yeah, but, our thing. Right, James Bond is doing all... He's all talk, no... Trou- well, he's all talk flared trousers because he's... <laughs> criticizing her but not actually doing any of the fucking driving or helping with anything he's just being yeah, a where's your solution bond yeah. come on ridiculous and yet when they have a little gentle boat ride to cairo during a sunset and there's a nice slidey guitar version of nobody does it better in the background um she's all up for a smooching even though he's been a, a complete knobhead yeah, she did lose me, though, when she was like, yeah, we learned things on this special survival course that I've been on. Like what? PMA, good vibes only, positive <laughs> mental attitude. I am grateful I give gratitude every day. Oh, no, no, it's that <laughs> bloody Soviet Union are trying to have a positive mental attitude. That's terrible. After the smooching, she's got a, a kind of gimmick cigarette that blows drowsy powder right into Bond's face. So maybe she wasn't being so romantic after all. Oh, and I like this poisoning has got a special synth sting. Like, right. <laughs> fucking great it's gonna be awkward for the boatman though watching like you know imagine people in the back of your cab having an argument that's got to be awkward but like if in the back of your boat someone's poisoning someone with a blow dart jesus he's pulling all right take it outside now come on now get out of here i don't want poison in my back seat that's a 70 quid poisoning charge Bond wakes up somewhere in Egypt. He's pulled in to a room with the Russian, the head of, I was going to say the head of Russia, all the business lads. He walks into a tomb and it's like an MI5 tomb. Like he walks into the tomb and then he puts his hat up and like, ah, money penny, I'm I'm, I'm here in the tomb. Like what? What? I've heard of a safe house, but a safe tomb. (laughs) Like I get it, right? The British are very comfy in the ancient tombs of ancient civilizations yeah but don't set up a fucking off a satellite office <laughs> they're hot desking on bones that yeah. is not on <laughs> once you're uh, bringing a hat stand in you know you're really kind of taking liberties oh hi i'm the ancient spirit of the pharaoh are they honoring me in egypt uh, <laughs> yeah yeah in a sense you know how you always love to get your work done, Pharaoh? Well, a very industrious group there now. Uh, working morning, noon. Is is that a coffee maker? Am I? Yeah, it is. It is. They're, they're in for the long haul, I'm afraid. Fucking ridiculous stuff. And the Russians are here. And Bond reacts like he's seen... It's like Han Solo seeing Darth <laughs> Vader. He's like, bang, bang, bang. Yeah. <laughs> Wants to kill him. And, well, there's been a change of plan, old boy. Capitalism is now gone. We're all living under the thick yoke of the Soviet Union. It's the collab we never expected and didn't know we wanted. But here it is. And we're, we're living for it. Yeah, Sam. I knew you'd be on board for... And I quote... Anglo-Soviet cooperation. Yeah. It's Lou Reed teaming up with Metallica all over again. <laughs> Angry, easy-to-rise Irish-Americans, stand up with me and be outraged at this horrifying two-nation power mm. trip. 
there's a truce. They're all working together to find out what the fuck happened to these submarines. That's the big issue here. But James has already had a little look at the microfilm and determined that... It's only the trial version of it, is it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He couldn't get access to all of it. Like, it's only a free... It's got, all got watermarks and everything. <laughs> to, uh, the important information's not there. He's going to see if Q's got some sort of Chrome extension that bypasses that, that where he can look at all of it. But here, what, what was going on here with Q? For my best estimation, Q invented Flubber. Is that what happened here? Because there's a big boing, boing. It goes into slow mo and it's all wobbly and wacky. Q's got all sorts of shit going on. He's got like a levitating deadly tea tray. He's got a shisha pipe that's a gun. He's just dicking around, I think. He's just having a laugh. Somebody needs to bring that budget to fucking heal. That lad's out of control. It's ridiculous. Q confirmed font freak recognizes a special Italian font that has yeah. been used on the microfilm. And they reckon it's that rich lad that we saw earlier on. Like, what? The fucking rich evil guy who lives in a giant base called Atlantis? He's a wrongin'? They can see his little logo on the side of it if you zoom in. Enhance. Computer enhance. And you could actually enhance with microfilm. You can actually zoom in. They've got his little logo. It's true what they they say, Sam, if you live underwater for long enough, the imagination's the first thing to go because lo and behold, his logo is just a fucking fish. <laughs> Great. Fucking pour me another one. Good Lord. <laughs> so James and Triple X, who I think is called Anya, but I'm going to keep calling it Triple X. Triple X, man. That's why she's part of that franchise now. It's cool. They're on a train, but oh, fucking hell. Jaws is in the closet and he's going to kill oh. everyone. Ah! He presses Bond like tofu in this scene. It's great. You think by now Bond would avoid train travel, but he can't escape the luxuries of first class. He just loves having his own free biscuits and champagne and all that stuff they give him. I mean, you're a wrestling connoisseur, would that be fair to say? You've seen your fair share of wrestling matches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen someone get choke slammed upwards into a roof? Because that is a pretty cool move. What it basically seemed like he was doing is that he was giving him like a gorilla press slam, but the problem okay. was that his hand was out of position. So like, this would be like kind of a big green giant who's been brought up to play the role of a big inexperienced wrestler right <laughs> he's just got the hand out of position there like you know and he looks big and strong but bond's gonna feel that in the morning you know bond's gonna hit him with a receipt later on in the fight he's not working safe his jaws here he's really not now jaws is going into business for himself here by the looks of things <laughs> I love as well that before Jaws came in, Bond got Stone Cold rejected. He's like, mm. hey now, Anya, wouldn't you care to have sex with a fucking freak like me? Look, I've got champagne and everything. And she goes, nah, nah. I've got loads of work tomorrow and, you know, it's not appropriate given, you know, the Cold War and everything. And he just slinks into his room and just goes, oh, good night. <laughs> He's so heartbroken. He's so uncool. I love it. I think, if anything, Jaws was planning to hide in that closet for longer, but he thought, I'd need to fucking break this tension. Nah, this is awful. Break the tension, like. <laughs> <laughs> Bond's going to come out now. Maybe you wouldn't be interested in marrying me, perhaps. I don't know, you know, because I fucking love you, okay? I fucking love you. You, don't, you have to understand that. I do. I love you. I will make you love me back. Jaws is like, I've got, I've got to do something here. <laughs> I've got to step in. I've got to stop. I've got. I need to get an adult. Jaws and his fucking garlic smelling breath keep going onto Bond, trying to fucking breathe all over him. It's all wet and horrible. James smashes a lamp and manages to electrocute Jaws's jaws, and then just boot his ass out of a window. Which you know, it's quite funny. And again, a little bit of slapstick. You know, when you're being kicked up the ass and you're falling out of a train window, that's quite funny. He's especially doubly so when you get the proper good dusting off scene afterwards where he's all covered in soot going yeah for fuck's 
sake now, you know. I love how much Jaws keeps surviving when if we remember the little Ross Kemp 4x3 lad, he just died first go straight away, gone. Jaws has, you know, survived so much already. Look, when you're checking for a horse, much like when you're checking for a henchman, you got to check the teeth. That's how you know if he's good and healthy. Yes. Look at Jaws there now. Good set of chompers on him. 15 oh. hands high. He's a fucking stud. The best chompers on that, last. Q is showing James his fancy new car. And, I mean, that's a boxy... 70s looking beautiful bit of kit that it's a good i like that car i couldn't decide if it looked delicious because it kind of looked like you know a very fancy white chocolate torch that would have something dark <laughs> inside of it but it also looked like it could contain the next hit product from silicon valley yes well if you look closely those seats were made from ganache so i think you were ah. bang on the money with the first thing there i really like the design of that car i don't know what it is but good time with that car it was very mm. futuristic very much turn of the decade and all that and i liked as well that q was like i've got lots of things to tell you <laughs> And I just thought it was very funny because I didn't know if you'd notice this now in the other movies, but mm. Q is a quite a beloved character. And I think a big part of that I've realised is that he is he's so upset by the endless nature of his constant humiliation. I just thought that was a really interesting thing about Q. <laughs> Q's funny. I mean, I've heard of the the living daylights, but Bond is the living end. You know, there's no there's no stop to this guy. He just oh god, it's relentless. You should have listened to the other James Bond title, You Only Live, So Be Nice. <laughs> live and be nice. So, Triple X and 007, <laughs> they're off to meet Carl Stromberg, who I keep wanting to call Carlsberg, and I hope that's all right that that, you know, <laughs> that happened in my head. He's under the guise of being a marine biologist and his marine biologist's assistant. Ah, excellent cover there, James. <laughs> And he meets with Stromberg in his big aquatic zone. And they're again playing the classical music to get him over as being like, oh, the sophisticated recluse and all that. It was a touch romantic, I thought. Yeah, yeah, it was <laughs> like, a bit. Two dudes talking about how much they love the ocean. <laughs> I love James's civilian alias here. Robert Sterling. Robert, oh, Bobby Sterling. Oh, baby. Bit of Bobby. Oh, Bob Sterling. Oh, Bobby. Bob Sterling, yeah. Marine biologist Bob Sterling. He's not silver, but he is bold as brass, <laughs> is old Bobby Sterling. He's got big plans for Atlantis. He's got a model of his big base, and he's mm -hmm. talking about having an underwater city, which grimly in 2022 looks, as I could best describe, as a decent punt at this stage. <laughs> Give it a go, I reckon. Ah, fuck it, give it a go, yeah, sure. And James just like, well... Great fish, I'll be on my way, so. You know. <laughs> Cheers, mate. That's really inspired me. That's some great stuff there. And, uh, well, I'll see you around. But Carlsberg, he's on to him. He knows who that is because he's got Jaws feeding him the information here. So it says, let them get ashore and then kill them. And I'm like, you've got the shark tank gimmick here. They're in your special base. If you want them dead... They're still cleaning it out from earlier on, though, you know? <laughs> they've got... They've, it's... Well, you really, like, to be sanitary, you'd want to wipe it down. James does see a fucking hand floating about in the pool. And I'm like, if you've got marine biologists coming over to do supposed research, you'd probably give that little once over and make sure there's no hands bobbing around. You know what? They probably want to do their due diligence, Sam, because it could well be that he is actually a marine biologist. And if Carlsberg pulled one wrong move, every single fish surrounding Atlantis would be on him like white on rice. Well, speaking of people being on James, as he's leaving, they're being tailed by a motorbike man. This is a baddie bike. It's got piping on it. 
Yes, and it's got a, a little naughty sidecar that is just a bomb that could launch into things. I really like the little sidecar bomb. That was fun. Oh, yeah, there was a really confusing bit here now, and I've watched this movie many a time, and I've yes. never known this. Okay. And I've had many conversations with my dad on a Sunday afternoon that went ultimately nowhere about this. He fucks up the lad on the bike. Yeah, yeah. He smashes up. Bam. And then he goes, all those feathers... What? Well, because the bike crashes into a lorry that seems to be carrying feathers. It's a mattress lorry, isn't it? It's a mattress lorry, so there's loads of feathers in it. Sorry, who's putting feathers in their mattress? What the fuck is that? Well, it might be the duvet or the pillow. Could be a pillow company. No, it wasn't. It was El Matrasa. It was a mattress company. <laughs> well, hold on, mate. I don't. I can't. <laughs> You're coming at me with Mamma Mia. That's a lower back pain, is what I'm telling you right now. <laughs> Fucking feather mattress. That's shit. I think it's just an excuse to get someone covered in feathers falling off a cliff, so that Bond can do the hilarious line: "All those feathers and can't fly." He doesn't even say he can't fly. He goes, "All those feathers." I honestly thought he meant all those leathers because he's a motorcyclist. <laughs> could refer to the attire of a biker as the leathers that they all would those wear. leathers can't all, even ride can't even ride a real bike like a proper man jaws in pursuit yeah. and he was driving up so close i was really hoping he'd be out the window going like <laughs> drive by chomping jaws yeah he's in pursuit gets run off the road and he, he comes off this sort of cliff thing lands bonnet first in the top of a little Italian man's house. Oh, that's so and then good. Calmly walks out the door and dusts himself off, and then off he goes. Good stuff, that. Bit of fun. It's really, it's, it's Mr. Bean esque. It is. And the guy says, Mamma Mia, and he's got like yeah. a glass of wine when he says, It's so fucking good. <laughs> and you know what I love most about it, even though it's really janky, like a lot of the stunts and scenes in this, mm. that like hard cut where it goes from the shot of the cottage to the shot of the cottage where they actually dropped a fucking car on it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's Hollywood. That's good stuff. Yes. Yes, yes, please. It's fucking great, man. Love it a lot. <laughs> They're being attacked in a helicopter by a lady called Naomi, yes. who earlier on was like the sexy rendezvous. She was the lady who met them in a bikini and a gown, and she was like, Mr. Stromberg will see you on his private base mm. now. And now she's straight up in an attack helicopter, shooting missiles at them. And I've got to say you, Sam, a bikini babe coming at you in an attack helicopter with missiles, that's a heady brew of an emotion right there. <laughs> I mean, James Bond doesn't know what to think or where to look. He doesn't know whether to bless himself or pull over and ask for directions. Well, I'll tell you where he does go. Underwater, in his underwater car. This is the moment where all the children are like, Aah! Like, fuck, can you imagine how many minds were blown in the late 70s? A car that can swim? Get in! And the music is genuinely like kind of chill as fuck it's nice it's like underwater oh, level baby. music yeah mm, really nice. and he he uses he uses his car boat missile to just blow up that helicopter piloted by that woman who he was sort of flirting with earlier she's just dead she's she's gone now to quote Jared Leto, Sam, this bird is cooked, baby. Yes, absolutely cooked. Um, and now we've got 
underwater missile scuba divers with some funky music. Oh, the, all these contraptions, yeah. baby. No wonder I liked this Bond so much as a kid. I was a vehicle child. You know, I was the one who was like, sorry, Slobster the Lobster has got his own motorcycle. I need to find out all the details and the specs as soon as possible, please. You know, I was a big fan, as you know, that now from, from Star Wars of all the obscure, oh, give me my T-16, please. Give me my Y-Wing. And I loved every permutation of a bad harpoon bastard surrounded by some glass and yellow panelling. It was great. This Bond film is toyetic as fuck. There's so many yes. little bits and bobs and toys and, you know, figures you could have from this. Now, as his little water car <laughs> turns back into a normal car and comes to shore... It's a beached car at this point. On a packed beach. It's very funny that James has to plonk a little fish out the window that somehow got it up. Oh, uh. There we go, just drops it out. And you know what, Sam? He didn't even realise it, James, but as soon as he drived his car up there, the film crew was ready for the latest instalment of banged-up boozy Brits abroad getting <laughs> busted. And there he is, this top bloke drove his fancy sports car into the ocean. Because oh. he's a bloody lad. What a bloody bloke. Now, James, he accidentally reveals that he was Whoops. in the same location three weeks Ooh. ago buying a fancy lighter as where Triple X's boyfriend was killed. And she's like, did you kill him? Here, and he's did you like, kill my lover? And he sort of says, oh, you know, in this business, we fucking kill everyone. I don't have time when I'm on skis to remember everyone's yeah, face. Yeah, baby, if you're going to call me out on every fucking Tom, Dick and Harry I killed, there's the door. I'm James Bond, I murder. That's what I do. He says that and then he says, but to confirm, yes, I did kill him. I absolutely, 100%, with medical certainty, can say that I killed him. There's a little moment where he's like, here, I'll kill you now in a minute now if you don't wish. Like, he's he's been yeah. slightly more threatening than a man who's meant to be reassuring you about his status as the man who murdered your lover <laughs> is. Like, he is not really seeing her side here on it that much at all, like. No, and she quite rightly vows to off him once the mission is over like james you're a prick mate i'm gonna kill you once we're done here you're dead so got that looming over here look we talked about it at the start but like are you getting anything from these two like there are they, they have a little bit um, of sizzle obviously in the way that all kind of, you know that kind of classic hollywood leading man and leading lady looking each other in the eyes and having a bit of sizzle but like it's not it's the, it's your typical like i'm a bond girl oh i love you oh but i can't love anyone because i'm james bond the end it's well, pretty much that just formalized you kind of hoped that she would have a bit extra because she's a spy and that's you know she doesn't do a whole ton, does she? No. Well, her being a spy, she drugs James. But once we get into now, like, this is her last act with all the action. She's pretty much sequestered away in a room and all the men get to go off and do all the gallivanting. And they're all dressed up as yep. sailors as well to emphasise their manliness. Yeah. There's not a great dynamic between them, but there is some. there's something. There's something, but it's not, you know. It's the most you get Roger Moore being like, perhaps I am more than just a series of cliches. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not. No, no. no, no. That's quite enough of that now. <laughs> and he, so he throws his hat on the hat stand then. Like, Way! <laughs> this last act of the film, I'm not yeah. 100% sure how I feel about it, because Carlsberg... Oh, it's fucking bananas. He's got a super tanker thing called, I think, Lip Liparus? Liparus? Something like that. It eats submarines. Much like me going to, <laughs> to a popular sandwich shop 
There <laughs> we fucking go. Hoovering up subs, left, right, and center. Hoovering up subs yeah. with just a matter if they've got Russian dressing or good old fashioned English dressing, brackets <laughs> mustard, it is it, it will eat them up. <laughs> Without discrimination whatsoever. I'm going to start calling mustard English dressing from now on, by the way. We don't... Uh, <laughs> we don't come across many instances of vor on this podcast. <laughs> but I should point out that both these submarines enter what appears to be a vortex where a large yeah. boat eats them. And that is interesting in its own right. Worth discussing. I wonder if there's any, you know, custom artwork of this tanker eating these submarines. Someone's got to be into this. Come on. It's a big fucking hefty, sexy tanker. Let's not mince our words here. Carlsberg is not fucking around. He's got a full crew, smart red uniforms. He's yep. got a light rail system in the tankers, Sam. He's got nukes. He's got the logo. He's got it all figured out. He's got a classic Bond baddie blow up everything big plan. His idea is, I want everyone to live under the sea, so I'm just going to blow up the land. I think. And again, you know... He's sick of the Cold War, Sam. He wants it to be over. He's going to bomb Moscow and New York. In the 70s, this was annoying. Now I'm like, you know what, mate? Blow up the land. Let's give it a good go underwater. Let's just, you know, sack off this land stuff. We fucked it. Let's go underwater, see if we can make a go of it there. Yeah, let's go underwater and start putting microplastic in the air instead. <laughs> let's see how that works out. Like, you know... You know, I just figured it's, it's worth changing it around. You, might, you never know. Like the batteries in the back of an old remote, you never know which configuration will end up working, <laughs> you know? Just twist it around a bit. And I don't want to devalue, you know, what happens here, but it, there, it's just loads of yeah. lads... Yeah. shooting it's just chaos there's grenades well, there's grenades yeah. yeah yeah and there is also a very very cool thing i, I want to point out a cute mm -hmm. little vehicle when carlsberg takes agent triple x to atlantis with them they pop out of like a capsule boat goes and then they're like in a little already moving speedboat that's nice, i thought that it? was very neat indeed yes it was very nice but like because bond has been taken on board with a full crew He's mm. basically got a full army of bobbies on the beach ready to unleash at any moment. Well, so he is Commander Bond I was here, for say, lack of a better term. He becomes Commander Bond. A bit of foreshadowing there. Got the hat and everything. Yeah, and at one point he has to take apart a massive bomb. But it's like he's playing Operation. Like, it can't touch the sides or something, or you've got to be really gentle with it in case it goes and then explodes. He manages to Ooh, do it, but it's tense. That was cool. That's where they played the classic Bond theme, and when he cuts the wire, they just cut the theme off, like, right in the middle of it. I I thought that was nice. That's I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got, I counted six big kablomos in this sequence. Lots of booms, lots of yep. bombs. Uh, there's also nuclear missiles, which they feed them dud coordinates, the two submarines that are launching them. Yeah. And they're watching it and they're going closer and closer and just they're about to touch. And I thought, oh, they're going to blast them both in the air. Right, good. No, they, they cross over and yep. then they hit, like we get two mushroom clouds and they're like, yes we dropped two nukes in italy fuck yes oh glad i'm really happy about this so they're in the tanker with an american submarine as well but they've got the two the english and the russian one they're out there with carlsberg's crew on them they give them the wrong coordinates using the tracker or something to have them blow each other up and so those submarines are blown up i think yeah, they both get nukes. They nuke the other one. But I would have... I mean, if I'm sending nukes, I just, for me, the symmetry of it, I wanted the a mushroom cloud oh, in the center to, for the two. Yeah, to, and yeah. to touch. For the tips to touch of these big missiles. 
Yeah, yeah it happen. was just very irritating for me that that's not how it went. No. He wants to blow up Atlantis now. James wants the whole fucking Shimoli. He wants the whole enchilada. And this was some serious hustle from old Bond here. The captain of the ship is like, look, you've got to get off here right now. We're, we're leaving now on the sub and we're not hanging around for a second longer. And James is like, I need 40 minutes to get to Atlantis. And then the guy turns around and goes, you've got an hour. Now, with that sort of moxie, he do very well on the club circuit. He asked for 40, he gave him an hour? Jesus Whoa. Christ. Ooh, yeah. He knows where the bodies are buried. James knows. He killed them all. <laughs> James knows Atlantis has got to go boom, boom, but he wants to rescue Triple X here. So he just, off he goes on a little little speedboat thing. Oh, jet ski James, baby. We've got a lot of vehicles in this one. A lot of vehicles for James. A lot of vehicles. Are skis, are skis a vehicle? Um... Yeah. Mm. Is a parachute a vehicle? Is it a vehicle? You do travel with it. The travel would not be possible without it. No. It is, it is obviously vertical travel, but it's travel nonetheless. A hand glider, I'd say, is a vehicle. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if a hand glider mm. is, why is it a vehicle? A, that's an interesting... Oh, that's really fucking hard. Yeah. Yeah. Is it legally categorized as a vehicle? I really want to know people's thoughts on this now. Like, Joe's on a call with, like, three people right now. I'm really <laughs> tempted to run down and be like, Oi! Is a parachute quick. a vehicle? <laughs> Tell you is, what. Is a parachute a vehicle? Cinemaswirl at gmail.com slash at cinemaswirl on Twitter slash facebook.com forward slash cinemaswirl is a parachute a vehicle. Let us know your opinion and your workings, please. Show your working on that. Please, show your workings. Show your show workings. Your working. And... R brackets is skis vehicle. That is, is the other yes. question that we need to have the answer to here. It's James arrives into Atlantis and we get some shots of the shark and they play the sexiest goddamn saxophone. It's like that's the real fucking femme fatale waiting for Sexy James. Shark. In She's going to eat him alive, baby. Yeah. Carlsberg, he's you know, fully hoping here to just plonk James straight into the shark tank. But James used the MI5 special agent tactic of putting his legs out really wide so he didn't fall in the hole. Ah, James is in the room with you now, you big stupid bastard. And Carlsberg is like, how dare you interrupt my long table time, Mr. Bond? <laughs> I'm enjoying being here on my big long table with no one. He's got the Tabasco out. Very yeah. nice. He's got a special little under-table gun that goes through a... Oh, it's a Joker, tube. isn't it? He's yeah, yeah. Joker gun. But he misses, and James is like, oh, you've spunked your load here. He says something like that. It's not those exact He's words. like, oh, dear, you've missed. Now, he fucking unloads a clip into this lad. He yeah. shoots him up seven ways, which Sunday, what was going on there with James? Shoots fuck out of him. Yeah, really going for yeah. it. Yeah. But I like that this film knows that the real star of the show, the real villain, and the real one we want to know what happens with it's fucking Jaws, mate. Who cares about Strong Strongberg, Carlsberg, whatever? Here Gone. he is. Bonds. His value for money is a henchman, isn't he? He's in oh. it for the long haul. Yeah, There's yeah. not too many freelancers who would stick it in once their contact is perished. No. They'd probably just send an invoice and be done. <laughs> so it's Jaws and Bond, little showdown. Bond shoots him in the teeth, which is either the worst or the best place to shoot Jaws. I'm not sure. I don't know if that's a I weak swear spot. He or eats a gun. It's so, <laughs> I swear he eats a gun in some where he's like ah, nah, nah, nah. I'm not sure if I was just on some really weird YouTube hole at some point I was watching <laughs> men competitively eating guns 
who can take apart a gun and eat it the quickest? That's America, isn't it? You imagine that YouTube video would come from a competitive gun-eating competition. I'm about to eat this submachine gun with armor-piercing rounds. Like, fuck me, man. Really? Okay, fuck. Uh, and ultimately, Jaws is defeated by his primary foe, the Big Magnet. Because oh, Bond- no. He jaws, jaws right in the jaws with that one. Bond turns him into one of those, you know, Teddy Picker grabber machines. Does a little, how does that grab you? And then dunks him into a shark tank. Dunk. He's dunked in. However, we didn't expect Jaws to act like Jaws the shark and take a big bite out of a shark. So... Jaws he's hungry. eats a shark here and survives. So I still can't believe he's only in two movies. He feels like very iconic. And yeah. But I would say he's like Boba Fett, but he does like a thousand more things than Boba Fett has done. And Boba Fett's just had a mini series and he still has done a thousand more things. Boba Fett never bit a shark uh, or a bantha. <laughs> I'm wondering now in the kind of rebooted Daniel Craig Bond era, whether we could bring back Jaws. And who would play Jaws? He is too silly, isn't he? Yeah, the man with big teeth. You know, he's one of the ones who's kind of, he's just, it's a rarity where there's a Bond character where it's like, ah, not for the time anymore. It's not because there's like a racist caricature or something like that. too silly. It's just, I think it's too silly. But hey, I'm still holding out hope that we could get a new generation of proper, demented, silly Bond coming after Craig. Who knows, Sam? Who knows? I'd love a new Jaws. I don't know who would be the new Jaws, but I'm excited yeah. if there's a new Jaws. Who would you want your Jaws to be? Let us know. <laughs> Cinemaswell.gmail.com Jared Leto. Jared oh. Leto Jaws. <laughs> he's, still, he's still got the fucking grill. He's so got he the just, grill. Yeah. Save money. He'd have taken that And he'd probably freak out his, all his cast mates by sending them out teeth in the mail and stuff. Biting all of their mail. <laughs> I don't know. So, James finally rescues Triple X, gets her out of there. They escape in a little pod Blows the fucking thing, thing up as well. Yeah, kablamo. Kablam, boom. They're in this little pod. James is like, oh, some champagne for the... Oh, this guy can't be that bad. He has nice taste in champagne. Triple X pointing the fucking gun at him. Now that the mission's I'll over, kill you, Bond. it's done. You're dead, man. A little false finish, because we get the pop from the champagne. Not making us think, oh, uh, oh, no, he's not been shot. He asks... For a final request, because, you know, it's British politeness and all that, you know, if he's if he's going to die, let's get out of these wet things. And then, you know, they're necking, they're getting off. All is forgiven. Oh, come on, now this, I feel like, I don't know, I feel very hesitant about this, because any time I've ever seen in any sort of, of media depicted where two people are really mm. arguing lots, and then all of a sudden they start making out passionately to the point where they're going to have sex, yeah. I just think that's... You know, that's the last thing that you ever want to try in real life, right? I mean, I, and she had, she was going to kill him. Yeah. Talk about a fucking turn of events. Good old Bonds must have some sort of allure on him, am I right? I'd have that in the back of my mind the whole time, you know. <laughs> I'd kind of be thinking, she, she was about to, to murder me to death with a gun. You know what is, Sam? It's positive thinking because Bond <laughs> thought it was really sexy of him to kill her lover. And yes. because he thought so much, he willed it into existence. He manifested it. And now she thinks, pretty fucking cool that you killed my lover, man. Come over yeah. here. Huh? Let's get let's get going. And then because of the nature of the business they are in, it's full of old voyeuristic men going, oh, oh. looks like James Bond's Mickey's got in another situation. <laughs> Having a proper gander, aren't they? What do you think you're doing? Keeping the British end up, sir. Putting my willy in a woman, sir. I'm having it off, mate. For king and country. <laughs> Nobody does it, but uh, all the bloody lads are. 
Chris Kalesio, baby, you're the one. There is just a little lads version of Nobody Does It Better at the end for a couple of seconds there. Which I... <laughs> hey, nobody does it, but uh it's on the B side after the full song is run there's like four minutes of silence and then that is right at the end <laughs> but only if you put it in your DVD ROM drive yeah yeah, yeah. well there we go bit of Bond how'd you get on Sam it, it didn't seem like it has necessarily thrilled you like some of the other Bond iterations we have the fact for me that this is like so like this is cliche Bond I wonder if that worked against you at all or like how did you get on overall did you have a good time I did have a good time and it's fun and it's silly and it's got all the positives and negatives that you associate with James Bond. I think maybe that you're right the thing is this is perhaps the most James Bond Bond film. It's just it's exactly what you expect. There's nothing there's no surprises bondiest. here really. It's so Bondy. It's full on Bond. I said something about the, the kind of shootout bit at the end that the conclusion to this doesn't really feel quite as I, I wasn't sold on how it all ended. Well if it's called the spy who loved me and you don't see the love interest for mm. like quite a solid chunk of that and i just figured you know austin powers gave us the guy and the girl shooting all the baddies together like a team murdering yeah. as one and we didn't have that here we just had bond going about his business while triple x assumedly slaughtered a seafood dinner of some sort in atlantis however the music incredible um, oh my god and the fashion sam the fashion yeah. fashion Wonderful. Costume, great. The gadgets, very fun, often very funny. The car was cool. The locations were interesting. We had that whole audience with the pyramids. That was great. Jaws makes an appearance. He's a fantastic character. Okay, all the things you're saying here, I feel like if I was working with the Bond consumer feedback survey yeah. group, and I'd be like, he liked Jaws, yep. he liked the, the gadgets, he liked the car, he liked all the... like. That seems to me that they have done everything they set out to do and yeah. you have had a grand old day out. I think I have. And, you know, uh, there is that thing on the back of my mind that it's just Bond, it's just classic Bond. But I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing. I mean, he does come across, you know, pretty badly and is a bit of a dick. I don't think he's as bad as he is in some of the other ones we've watched i mean from russia with love that was black tar heroin bond and then some like yes and uh, you know what i wouldn't say that roger moore is my favorite part of watching this film i don't know what that says but he, he wasn't bad or anything but you know it wasn't the standout thing i think there's other stuff going on you know as well i was shocked at, at how old he seemed in this one and i know he's oh like, yeah got quite a few more ahead of him in this like he goes into the 80s with us you yes. know and he's He's looking a bit fucking, you know, aged at this point. He's mature, mm. I'd say, as a Bond at this point. Yes. Handsome, distinguished, but mature for a Bond. Yes. And no, and, on him. and no one mentions any of that. It, they're just acting like he's, you know, 27 or something. A normal, but he's, he's not. innocent man. Yeah. I had a good, a good time. A really good time. A good time. Good. Okay. Good. Good bit of Bond. One of the best Bond songs. They could have done more with the fact that it's a spy lady who he falls in love with. Well, I say falls in love with. I feel like it's, it's a misnomer, the, the title There's of no the love. movie. You know? <laughs> I don't think they love each other. They might as well have called this movie James Bond, the movie. Like That yes. would have probably been as apt a title as The Spy Who Loved Me, you know? So I feel good. I feel good. I had a fun time with the movie. But I'm not, uh, I'm not like blown away. Even though I love Jaws. Jaws was cool. Well then, Sam, on this perturbing note... Having had a good time, emphasis mm. on the good, what is your star rating 
for the spy who loved ye. Tell you what. Oh, God, this is fucking agonizing now. Three and a cheeky half star wipes. Shaken, not stirred. You heard it here first. Pew! Pew! But blood's boom. dribbling down now after yeah, that. Blood's coming down. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of Cinema Swirl. This episode was produced by Kevin, edited by me, Sam, and I also did the music. If you want to support the show, then patreon.com forward slash cinemaswirl is the way to go. If you want to follow us on the socials, we're at cinemaswirl on Twitter and facebook.com forward slash cinemaswirl on Facebook, which is where our votes for episodes take place. If you've got questions, queries, comments, or anything else for the mailbag, then send it on over to cinemaswirl at gmail.com. That's cinemaswirl at gmail.com. Please do keep recommending the show to your friends if you think they'll like it, or even if you don't think they'll like it, just recommend it anyway. Oh, and if there are any bits in recent episodes that you think would make particularly nice video clips, you know, the kind of thing we've had on our socials recently, then send us a tweet and let us know. All right, we'll see you next time. Cheers. Bye. Bye.